Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, everybody. I'm Black Dragon. It's good to see you guys all this evening. This is Sunday night. This is a new thing for us. Black Dragon Roundtable. Yeah. Black Dragon Roundtable. And what we're going to be doing with the Black Dragon Roundtable is interviewing the greatest people in the country. And I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I'm Black Dragon, your host. Also, we have Shaggy, one percenter, as uh, a host, and Hollywood as your host. We're going to be doing this every Sunday night at about 8 o'clock. And tonight we have some special guests. We have, uh, from Brothers and Chains, we have uh, Tank and Dirty. Yep. This is going to be really cool. And we have uh, Big Bone, one percenter, from the Outcast Motorcycle Club Nation. So, hey! You guys hang in there with us, man. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. So enjoy the show. That's, you know, some toys I have, uh, guys, with the stuff I have. Forgive me. Remember the last time we did this shit with the toys? Yeah, I lost my microphone. Hey, listen, man, I want to thank you guys all for being here. Give everybody a chance to introduce themselves. Oh, we're missing one guy. Let me bring him in. Boom. There we are. Big bone one. What's up, man? Good to have you in. What's going on, man? Can y'all hear me okay? We got you, man. Got you great. Uh, so we have uh, Hollywood from Insane Throttle Biker News. Uh, hey, Hollywood. What's up, you hooligans? Rock and roll. We have Shaggy uh, from the Invaders MC, Shaggy 1%er. What's up, man? Hey, just remember, it's about the real deal ride motorcycles, fortitude, release women, and living the dream. We got Dirty and Tank from, uh, by, uh, did I, somebody say something? Dirty and Tank from Bikers and Chains, is that what it is? Brothers and Brothers Chains. And Chains. Brothers and Chains. Brothers Bikers and Chains. Lifestyle Podcast. Good to have you guys, man. Thank you for being here. And we have Big Bone 1%er. Uh, down there in Florida, down in the Tampa area. Uh, can we announce your uh, uh, position down there? Is that something we can do? Or? Well, I can. Uh, I can share with you that I'm the chairman of the of the WFL COC. So you know, every state has at least one COC. Florida, we've got three of them. So I'm the one in the middle. I'm the first guy with a really good tan. That's the chairman of the COC in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, uh, and I don't know that I ever thought I would see something like that in my life, but congratulations to you, man. And you, it just, it just go, goes to show that we are, uh, we are coming together as bikers and brothers and uh, getting to, to, you know, coming to a, a point where perhaps uh, we're going to eventually beat all this media stuff against us and, and, have a, a great rest of our lives riding motorcycles and having fun. So uh, everybody is uh, is doing big things. We're doing great things. We're going to talk a little bit uh, tonight uh, about whatever pops up. This is uh, kind of impromptu. I, I 
really thankful that uh, everybody uh, came on with such uh, short notice. We did this uh, a couple days ago, uh, Hollywood and Shaggy and myself. Uh, we did a three-hour <laughs> marathon uh, podcast, and it, it was so cool that uh, we decided to do it Sundays. It's going to replace the... Uh, the, the Black Dragon uh, Sunday thing. Hollywood had a Sunday thing. And uh, uh, so we're going to be doing this every Sunday. Uh, we're going to have guests on. Tonight our guests are Big Bone, uh, One Percenter, and Dirty and Tank. And we just want to hear from you guys about things that are going on, uh, MC protocol, whatever's on your mind, riding motorcycles, whatever the hell turns you on, uh, what, what you want to bitch about or what, what you want to – uh, praise about, you know, we're just here to find out uh, what you want to do. Uh, and uh, we feel it's better if you guys um, kind of lead the conversation so we can stay out of murky waters uh, and, and everybody can be comfortable with what they're talking about. So um, we also want everybody to promote their shows and stuff. So uh, we'll go with Hollywood. What do you got going on, Hollywood, that you want to promote and everybody needs to know about? I don't know, man. You say, you know, let's talk about whatever comes up, man. I, you know, I was thinking about an 18-year-old blonde, maybe some big tits, good ass. Uh, but, uh, you got to you, teach them too much. You got you, Well, you know, it's a one-and-done deal, if you ask me. Uh, you know, I have a famous saying on uh, the morning hoot with China Dow, blow and go, man. That's what I believe. You just blow it and go. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we got the morning hoot over on WMMRDB and uh the radio station all that good stuff as well as biker news so make sure to get over there oh you're doing biker news again oh hell yeah i am people piss me off so now i'm going back you know you don't piss off a shock jock dude you just don't do that kind of shit <laughs> understood shaggy uh welcome to the show oh well, hell it's our show but shaggy's brand new uh uh brand new podcaster brand new youtuber and Shaggy's got like 1,300 people in three weeks. I'm like so jealous, man. Congratulations, bro. Thanks. So well, the whole show's about uh, bringing the, the lifestyle back to a good light. You know, people keep shitting on bikers, and I'm tired of it. Uh, they really shit on the 1% world. They really uh, make our lifestyle so dramatized. You know, like we were talking the other night, being a one percenter, being a biker is boring, but we have some epic moments. I mean, we do some cool shit when we get together. You know, I was with a brother all night last night, and, and we were talking about that. I was like, you know, I've worn thumbs out out of boredom the last two years because of this COVID thing, and now we're kind of coming out of it. And, yeah, I'm still putting the miles down, but it's just, man, it just, it, you're so restricted in anywhere you can go. So my uh, my form is I'm, I'm doing everything I can to help preserve our lifestyle, get the correct information out of there. It's not some uh, a dramatized or uh, overly um, um, overly like acted out uh, of excitement and shit. It's just let's just sit down and talk like we're talking now. You know, sit down like you're going to talk with some brothers, man. Uh, it ain't got to be all hooting, hollering, jumping around. I'm not entertainment. Uh, I'm very, as a matter of fact, um, you know, I'm very serious about this life. And I, I, I've been living it most of my life, you know, um, at least my adult life anyway. 
And uh, as far as, you know, big bone there, man, right on being CLC chairman. But I'm a chairman up here in Missouri. Uh, oh, really? I know I know your brothers up here very well. Um, <laughs> That's what's up. Matter of fact, uh, how's my nephew Catfish doing down there? Tell him, tell, yeah. him, tell him his uncle said hi. He better call me sometime. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. I love that young man. Uh, yeah. Good dude. Um, and uh, I absolutely have been working for the last six years, I think it is, to break the barriers between the white clubs and the black clubs and uh, bring them to the COC because – you know, the, the fact of the matter is, cops ain't, ain't, ain't profiling a race when they're pulling clubbers over. We all wear, especially in the wintertime, man, we wear long sleeves, we wear blue jeans, boots, gloves, full, usually full-face helmets. They don't know what color we are when they pull us over. They see our patch, they're like, man, I got a gang member. Here we go. This is going to be a good time. It's got drugs on. It's probably going to be drunk, you know. Mm-hmm. This motorcycle probably stolen. They got all this big hoopla. <laughs> so it's good to see... Um, uh, Dom's from the black side stepping up and getting involved with the movement. You know, it, it's good to see that uh, coming together. And, you know, it's 2021, man. That fence needed to come down years ago. I ain't saying we got to integrate the clubs or anything like that, but our lifestyle is the last one that's still integrated. But with that being said, it's not really as bad as it sounds but because we're still free. And, and we're, okay. we're professional and we communicate with each other. And a lot of us kind of see it as, hey, man, you know, let's take that next step, which is um, getting together, uh, breaking bread, and, and everybody coming together for a unified common cause. Sure. Right on. So visit yeah, Shaggy's cool. Corner, and you'll, yeah. you'll hear all about it. <laughs> so, Shaggy, uh, what we need is uh, the times and uh, the broadcast, name of your show, that sort of thing. So what's great about mine is uh, – I record them first because um, uh, I, I genuinely, genuinely don't have time to just set a specific time down. Like t- Sunday nights are great because that's where I'm, I'm, I'm uh, recuperating from whatever I've decided to do uh, 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 prior to Sunday. It's recover time and, and uh, get back to, you know, the old uh, grind of adulting, you know, got to be to work on time, all that crap like that. Because, you know, <laughs> rape and pillaging and, and taking over the countryside is illegal anymore. So we had to get jobs. Um, so uh, the Sunday thing is great, but I'll drop a video sometimes Friday right after work. That way I can go be a heathen. And sometimes right after I walk in the door on Saturday morning sometime, um, drop a video. And then uh, usually about the time I wake up from my nap on Sunday, I'll drop one. Uh, I probably won't do the Sunday thing anymore because we'll all be here. But it's a, it's a, a free... It, Believe it or not, everything is unscripted, and it's something uh, inspires me, and then I go talk about it. And none of it's planned. I'm like, man, I can't believe this happened. This is a very important point to make, you know. So, uh, and and the whole thing about Shaggy's Corners too is there's all enough uh, um, play by play on how to live this lifestyle. You know, hey, the bylaws say you got to have this kind of motorcycle. Hey, you can't do this or. You know, you have to do this. I, I want to dig deeper into the biker psyche. You know, like, hey, before you go join a club, you need to take an internal check. Are you a man? Do you know what integrity is? Do you have respect? Do you know how to carry yourself? Do you, do you, do you have those traits that your dad should have taught you or, or a strong male figure should have taught you? Or, you know, how your family taught you to respect others and, and shit like that. If you don't have those traits, you ain't eligible to be in a motorcycle club. I don't give a damn what kind of motorcycle you got. 
Uh, our lifestyle is about motorcycles and respect. And, it's, and uh, um, I push very hard for the old school um, uh, protocols and stuff like that and getting back to that, that core that brings us all together, which is our motorcycles and the respect we have for each other. Mm. Man, that's great, man. Appreciate well that. Yeah. So, Big Bone, uh, uh, what what are you into? Don't do you have a podcast <laughs> or something up? Tell us about you, man, and what you got coming. Well, well I I do a um I do a podcast, uh, and it's just sort of a uh, sporadic. It's uh, dug on um, uh, it's called the Usual Suspects. Is our segment like when I do the show? It's called the Usual Suspects, and it's usually me, and um and this one fella out of uh out of Lakeland, Florida. But what happens? And it's on um. Oh Lord, what's it called? It's called uh, Son of a Gun. Man, I hate it when you do that to me. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna pull it up for you right now because I know what my segment is called. Um, but nonetheless, it's it's a pretty good thing. We kind of talk about some of everything under the doggone sun. And the the thing was, uh, we went to the uh, iTunes Top 100. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say that. The, yeah. yeah, the earlier part of this year and. The funny thing is, the only time the numbers surge is when me and this guy are arguing about everything under the sun. And apparently, people dig that. But um, and it's just, <laughs> entertainment, it's, man. You know, yeah, apparently, I, I had no, I had no freaking clue. I keep trying to go in my phone and pull up all the stuff, but my phone keeps ringing, so I can't get in there. But um, I'll I'll, I'll catch up to speed about it. But um, it's a, uh, it's the a, a it's called the um, Hell on Wheels Garage Podcast. And, uh, it's on, yeah, it's on uh, it's on iTunes and iHeartRadio and uh, and all the other all the other platforms. I forget all the names of them. But uh, Hell on Wheels Garage podcast and my segment or my, uh, my those weeks when I do it is called the um, the usual suspects. It's actually pretty cool. Um, and it's not I, I won't say it's for the faint of heart in the sense that uh, we delve into some of everything. Of course, we talk about protocol, MC history. We talk about motorcycles themselves because uh, Jason Hallman, who's who's the guy that does it with me, uh, owns a fantastic motorcycle shop. He builds bikes. Uh, he's a bike builder with Jesse James and some other stuff. Uh, so it, it's it's a hell of a good thing. Uh, we talk about COVID. When you know, we talk about you know the political attachment to it. Uh, and the, the, oh, you're getting the good. You get into the good stuff. Okay. Oh yeah, man. And uh, and I got to tell you, it, it's the, the funniest thing is after I start uh, after we did a few of these because I, I write a bunch of articles for some of these different uh, uh, biker magazines here in Florida, like uh, like Full Throttle, and uh, there's a new one coming out called uh, Let's Ride, and a, a couple other ones. And usually people go, oh man, you know that was really great. I was digging that article and da 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 da, and that sounds just like so and so. And my brother at my club is just like this. The podcast a little different. People get either love it, love it, love it, or they hate it and want to beat me up, but I can fight, so they don't. You know, <laughs> so there's that. But um, but you know they want to. <laughs> but um, but no, man, it's like I I wrote this thing uh for uh, uh somewhere on social media. I wrote this thing literally two days ago and the response I got from and I just wrote it out of frustration because I was seeing a bunch of bunch of bikers uh, different clubs who were posting a bunch of little silly stuff online you know can we cuss on here is it, is, is, is yeah, be yourself uh, they know I don't okay. curse that much but okay. you guys can do your thing no, I, I don't I mean you just, you just look, every time I say stuff it makes people want to cuss so I was trying to I was, I was worried about you guys no be you be you <laughs> alright so I wrote I wrote this thing a couple of days ago and um, I was just uh, venting a bunch of 
dumbasses putting the stupidest, you know, memes on social media, which I follow some of the stuff sometimes here and there. And uh, so I said my piece and boy, oh boy, oh boy, let me tell you, it, it was it wanted to start World War Three. Um, not even the arguments with me, because, again, most folks don't want to fight me because I can fight, you know, do that. But they were arguing with each other. And uh, but you know what? What the hell? I'll read it. Let, you want to piss some folks off? I'll read this for you. Let's piss them off a little bit. I'm going to censor myself a little bit. Let me see if I can. Fight. Okay. Censor yourself. You're one percenter, man. Nobody censors us. <laughs> I know, right? I was, <laughs> you can censor yourself. I was, I was you kidding. can censor yourself. <laughs> so here you go. And I literally started this this article by saying I usually don't say too much about this subject, uh, not too much. Uh, and the reason I don't is because I don't care for the endless dumbass arguments about chicks, about new guy stuff, about um, probies and probates and prospects and the petty squabbles all over, and uh, all that other nonsense that takes too much time away from my life as being a one percenter biker uh in my club said like it or not i'm going to say my piece on a subject that is literally a life or death concern for all of us uh that that put these patches on our back and ride around on these motorcycles so here's the deal which the name of all of my articles is called so here's the deal so i had to throw it in there somewhere anyway so here's the deal legalized slavery ended in america uh ended in 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 america and the powers that be no longer valued the population of black folks so as a result they have long since sought to erect, and this is some real, you know, this is some real, you know, going to raise your hackles a little bit or something. Anyway, but I said, da, 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 uh, so as a result, they've long since sought the powers that be I'm talking about the, to eradicate us from the face of the earth. This is called population control. And by the way, the folks I was talking to was a primarily black audience, and I was trying to get a point across so you understand the context of it. But anyway, so this is called population control. The most effective form of this evil plot is to convince. Uh, is to convince blacks to kill themselves off. Uh, the crack epidemic in the 1980s was a good start, but now we've got this plague of the coronavirus slash uh, COVID-19 to take its place. So uh, all they had to do is convince a few brothers, a few smart brothers that love conspiracy theories that taking this, that taking this shot is going to kill you and somehow make you seem smart or edgy because you're the one guy that won't do what's necessary to save the lives of you or your family. Uh, now, then those so-called smart brothers uh, to get them to start telling other black folks that same bullshit. Meanwhile, we're watching brothers throughout the country get sick and die on a regular basis. And yet they're still sticking to that bullshit about the white guy trying to put a tracking device in their arms or in their bodies or some such stupid shit. Uh, a true outlaw is one that lets his enemies find his way to death's door. He doesn't voluntarily kill himself or the one he purports to love because his enemy tricked them into doing it. So if you went to high school, uh, if you went to high school, played high school sports, were in the military, traveled overseas, ever got a flu shot, a measles shot, a mumps shot, uh, then guess what? You've been vaccinated, especially- You've been you vaccinated. That, yeah, but especially you brothers that, uh, that smoke, uh, drink, eat some girl's ass, fuck some <laughs> property chick with, you know, fuck some property raw dog with no rubber, you know, or half the other <laughs> reckless, stupid shit that, that you do, then all of a sudden you are the same guys who want to be concerned about your body with the, <laughs> with the one thing that's going to guarantee your safety against something that's guaranteed to kill you. That's a guaranteed, uh, it's a proven killer. So if you want to roll the dice and play with your own lives, so be it. But maybe you ought to be a little bit considerate of your brothers and your families and, and at, at the very least, keep a little distance from them. And if you're not going to mask up, uh, 
And, you know, when the country shuts down again, because of this new Delta variant, it's kicking everybody's ass and sending us to funerals all over the country again. You know, y'all are going to be the ones screaming the loudest about how unfair it is and how you're stealing, getting your rights stolen away and all like that. So get the fuck out of here. This is some grown man shit and some grown man conversation. Some of y'all ain't ready for that because you want to keep playing I spy conspiracy theories. And and that's it. That's my time. I'm big bone one percenter. That's what I said. And boy, it pissed people off. That's Danny. Besides, you know, that was that was just my that was my take on it. But a lot of people uh, didn't necessarily care for it. Including my dog. So I'm gonna hit the mute button because they flipped out. They're killers, I tell you. Uh, we appreciate that, man. I know that that got him good and pissed off. Good and pissed off. Well, uh, he hit two important parts there um, when he said, first off, let me explain the audience, and I like how he put that. He said the content of it. You know, one thing that I like to talk about all the time that I was taught as a very, very young member a long time ago is about the importance of content and intent. You know, content and intent is all up to the uh, person that you're talking to. They could easily uh, take that and, and perceive it as way 180 of what you're talking about. And I like how he said that right there because he, he, he wanted to be clear that, hey, I have this content was strictly for the black community. However, okay, that last then. part, when he was talking about, you know, uh, banging the pass around and, and without a rubber <laughs> and, I and uh, you know, drinking... You, you guys know, don't do that. Do you? Nasty stuff off the bar and, and licking boots and all the stupid shit that some of these guys we see do. And you just kind of look at your brother and go, man, uh, dude, you're going to need this medication here. You're going to need this here. Uh, you're going to go need to get a tetanus shot and all this other shit. Dude, you're going to have a third eye growing out of your forehead. I mean, we're, we're some disgusting individuals at times. And if you wrote that, dude, if they got offended over that, you were talking to the queer side. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's it. But those two things are pretty important. The content and intent is always important. You always got to pay attention uh, to how, who you're talking to and how you're talking because they may perceive it as disrespect or whatever else. And, and man, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Big Bone. That was a good, good fucking yeah. deal right there. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Dirty and Tank, man. Good to have you guys on. Uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast, where y'all are from, what y'all are doing, when it shows, that sort of thing, and you know what's on your mind. Holler at us. Well, basically, the Biker's Lifestyle podcast, man, we started it just to talk to people in the Biker's Lifestyle. You know, you don't necessarily have to be in a club. You don't necessarily have to be, you know, a club rider or, or whatever. It's just if you're, if you're down to fucking ride and you're down to uh, be in the fucking lifestyle, then we're going to talk to you. I mean, we've talked to everybody from strippers to bartenders to you know, Instagram fucking, uh, uh, what do they call them? Or what do they call them? The Instagram, uh, what do you call them, Megan? Thirst Trap. Yeah, Thirst Trap. I mean, you know, whatever. You know, we talk to anybody who's into the lifestyle. Uh, we talk to local dudes that are in clubs around here. We fucking will have things where it's just us talking about social issues that we probably shouldn't bring up right now. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we just, uh, we just bullshit, man. It's just all for fun for us. You know, we yeah. don't, uh, you know. We don't get too too heavy or too deep on anything. Well, I mean, it started out, you know, Dirty and I prospected together. We, we patched in the same day. And we, you know, through the prospecting period, we just started talking to each other every day because that's how you get through that sometimes. you got to have somebody, you know, because you're going through some shit. And uh, we carried that over, you know, we became patched members. And uh, we just, you know, we talked almost every day. 
And we finally dirty was like, you know, we should put this shit on fucking a podcast. And, you know, that's basically what happened. We just started, you know, our shit that we were talking about, we brought out to the rest of the world. And, you know, fuck, we've, we've, uh, we've had some tongue and cheek, cheek episodes we've done that are, I think, a slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> we've done, we've done all sorts of shit. We've just been trying anything to throw it against the wall and see what the fuck sticks. And, and obviously, we just don't care sometimes. Uh, yeah, we're just trying to have a good time. You know, just having a good time. We had a big party here last year before I went down to my house in Florida. And uh, Dirty and I did a marathon session. It was yeah. five, five episodes. And what were we at? Six hours? Yeah. We were hoarse by the end of that. We had drunks oh, yeah. all over, kicking the cameras. And, yep. Fuck, yeah. you know, I mean, we're just, we're living the life, man. Living the dream. Yeah. Just trying to take people on a journey with us. You know what I mean? Outstanding. So when do we see your show? Um, what's the name of it? Where do we find it? Well, it's the Biker's Lifestyle Podcast. It usually comes out on Fridays. It's on YouTube and all your uh, podcasting, you know, platforms. platforms, as it were. You know, your Spotify's or Apple, whatever. iTunes. Yeah. iTunes, yeah. It's everywhere. Oh, it's not called Brothers and Chains. It's well, called that's our club. No, no, the club is called Brothers and Chains. Oh, see. Yeah, Educate me. Okay, so the, the club is called Brothers and Chains. Where, where's Brothers and Chains MC out of? Gainesville, Wisconsin. Gainesville, Wisconsin. Oh, sh I got it right up there in the summer. I can't be messing around with y'all in the winter. <laughs> you got a ride coming up here? Yeah. I'm, no, I said I'm going to ride there during the summer to come see oh. y'all. I ain't messing around in the winter riding up there with y'all. That's, that's why that my ass goes to Florida. That's why you go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I I'm just south of you, and I'm down in Bradenton. So you say you guys prospected together. Uh, how long yeah, right uh, How long y'all been full patches? Six years? Six years, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm going to put a question out there. Um, so uh, I, I think it's kind of interesting. I want to get you guys' take on this. I, I, I heard it said that, uh, you know, in today's MCs, uh, a lot of the problems with the new guys coming in um, and, and, you know, stuff that we see as old heads like, Every one of us is a gray beard uh, to one extent or another. Some of us are going gray bone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of us are, 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 are a little gray there, uh, uh, Invader. But uh, That's a healthy lifestyle we live. Damn gray. So, uh, uh, you know, you see this stuff with these kids coming in like, you know, they don't seem to have the discipline. They don't seem to have the respect. They don't seem to have the cherished uh, – uh, values, um, things that I would never do. Like I would never in my day, I would never question the national president or, or talk back to him or some kind of, uh, uh, or say I'm talking right now, you know, in a meeting, Hey, I'm talking right now. Uh, I would, I would never do such a thing. Uh, and, and yet you see this, uh, you, you see this with the, this, 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 sort of lack of the same kind of ideals that uh that 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 you know 30 plus years ago that i seem to have and and so i wonder somebody said well maybe that's because so many of these kids are being raised by single parent households mostly their mamas and uh they don't uh they've been mama boy mama's boyed out so hard that um maybe they can't get with it so i'm going to throw that first question out what do you guys think of that statement and and what you're seeing, and so Big Bones Hand is. <laughs> so we'll let you go I'll first, man. 
I'm taking notes. This ought to be good. <laughs> so, in that in that little uh, rant that I read a little earlier, uh, you you might have heard me. I, I referred to the new guy, the new patch, right? Um, because that I call the, that's those participation trophy kids. And what I mean by that is, is that so once upon a time, uh, some kid got maybe raised by a single mother or by a weak ass dad or maybe no dad or however you slice it and dice it. Uh, these millennial fucks, man, you know, they, they come into they've got this ideology of the world of entitlement. Right. The thing that's different is, is the thing that we do, our thing. It, 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 our shit is old. You know, we've been doing this the same way for a long time. I mean, technology and a couple of things changes here and there. But for the most part, the thing that makes us work is doing it the way. Don't reinvent the wheel. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So the problem is, though, is that we've got this this uh, I wouldn't even say a new breed. We've got a a new uh, in a new inflection, a new interjection of these doggone kids with these ideologies. And I say kids, when I say kids, I'm talking 33 and younger. Mm-hmm. They have this ideology that, first of all, everything is a damn question. Nothing is just, here's the instruction, do what I said. It's not a suggestion. A lot of stuff is an instruction. And their answer to an instruction, like when I was a probie or when y'all were probates, it was go do this because I told you to do it and get it done. Sort of like when you were six or seven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you do that stuff for a while, you learn some stuff, you, 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 you shut the hell up, you probed for, for however long it was. And then when it was time, you got patched over and, you know, God willing, that's when you started your real journey that's right. in, in, in the MC community. That's right. But the thing is, though, is that for some ungodly reason, uh, some of our shit has gotten watered down. I'm, I'm blessed in the sense that that, you know, my club is full of a bunch of assholes who don't tolerate such. But I do see in a lot of clubs, when we interact with certain cats, they, they get comfortable as all get out. They say things that makes us makes your eyes bug all out of your head and then make an adjustment, if you know what I mean. But, uh, you know, you got to sometimes help somebody understand a little bit better. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I think that what happens is a big part of what I think we're seeing now is a result of the clubs trying too hard to change with the times instead of embracing the tradition of what we do because so like i'll I'll say this last couple of things and shut the hell up so here's the thing if you look at the best football teams in the here i go with a sports analogy but if you look at the best football teams ever go bears they have is yeah, right on. That's what I said. Go Bucks. You just said that. I <laughs> but, you know, you look at the best football teams, even though they, you know, just won the Super Bowl. Whatever. Whatever. That's not the point. If they won a Super Bowl just now or not, that's not what we're saying. No, but so, but seriously, when you look at those teams, what you see is you'll see a quarterback or a coach come up with a play. And even if it's the most boneheaded play in North America, you've got 11 guys on that field that that's the thing that they're going to do. Every one of them on that field is going to try to make that play happen. There's no individuals at the moment in which that decision is made. So I was in the Marine Corps. In the Marine Corps. Simplify. Oh, simplify, brother. Thank you. But it's like it don't matter what boneheaded ass thing that your doggone XO or your CO or the freaking commandant of the Marine Corps came up with. You know, us doggone jarheads was going to move heaven and earth to make that thing happen, which is why Marine Corps is God's, you know, it's the – most elite fighting force 
on God's green earth. No disrespect to you, Black Dragon. I know you're a Navy man. Hey, I'm Navy. <laughs> I was a CB though, man. Oh, are you? Oh, we, right. We, we oh, y'all before know. you guys. Oh yeah, y'all CBs got. Hey, CBs get it in. I, right. I do understand that. But you know what I'm saying? It's like so when you look at those those sort of the successes that certain organizations have. The thing that that's consistent with all of them is you got one guy who says, "Hey, here's how we're going to do it," and we don't change how we do it. No, you adapt to a situation. But from one decade to the next, there's certain core ideals that you stick to that makes you great. And if you look at some of these watered down ass. MCs or RCs or ABCDEFGs or whatever the hell it is that they're coming up with nowadays. That's why. All right. But, so I actually have an answer to what you were saying to put it in the terms you're talking about because a brother and I had this same conversation, and the way he explained it was: look at our look at our country. These millennials and these new folks are coming in, and instead of taking the history, and they're not even teaching the history in school anymore, yeah, but they're yeah. taking they're, they're taking what they have right now, and they're saying, you know what? Fuck what happened back then. We don't give a shit about that. We want to do it our way, and we don't give a fuck if you old people like this or not. It's our way now. This is how this is going to be. This is the future that we want. We don't care about your traditions, and it's happening the same way in the MC community. These young guys are coming in here going, look, we don't want to hear that shit no more. We don't care. We're going to change things our way, whether you guys like it or not, and it, it, it the thing once and Black Dragon and I've talked about this about becoming the uh, uh, old guy and, and becoming an elder and and becoming the uh, minority. These young guys are the majority now, and they're pushing the old guys out because everything in a club is so damn democratic. Uh, you know, the majority rules, and we live by that. That's how we keep that that uh, um, cohesiveness, I guess you can say. Well, the old ways, that's how it was done. But the way clubs are looked at now with these young guys is these young guys want it their way. They don't care about the traditions and they're going to change it whether we like it or not. And so what I've seen, like you're saying, uh, you know, you being in Marine Corps is adapt, improvise, overcome. We're going to make this happen. The CBs had the same same thing. And the, the whole fact of the matter is, is we're taught, OK, this is how you do it. This is the way it is. I said it on Friday night when we were talking, you know, you don't fix a, a wheel that ain't broken, you know? And a lot of these guys are saying, no, we don't like the style of the wheel. We're going to put new on there and we're going to put mm -hmm. our stamp on there. And we're going to put our claim on there. Not realizing motorcycle clubs have been around over a hundred years. We're yeah. the oldest living faction in, in American society. And, and it's not taken well to the new change. Yeah. Uh, just a little perspective coming from from my side of things. I, I was in AVIC for years here in Wisconsin. You know, uh, uh, legislative people. You know, they always say we're the ones who want to keep you know keep it so we don't have to wear helmets. And I remember about 15 years ago, they uh, they realized that the demographic, the average age of a you know motorcyclist riding a cruiser motorcycle, was like 44. And here we are, you know, 10, 15 later, and the average age is like 54. And so the, you know the age, the bikers are aging. And there's not a lot of new blood coming in. And the new blood that comes in, uh, like you said, they're trying to change things. And, and for, for me, they ask why entirely too much. But if you're coming into this culture, they should just be asking how. Well, not only that, but, I mean, there is a big fucking difference between a guy that's served and a guy that hasn't served. I mean, we can't forget that we've been 20 years deep into a war. So, I mean, there's, I mean it, it, it's unfair to say yeah. millennials all suck. 
when yep. some of them served overseas, some of them know what's what. You know, and when it comes to MCs, it, it's our responsibility to fucking punch them in the face if they get out of line. You know, they got to learn. You know what I mean? If they're going to come into this fucking world, then they have to learn respect for us. I mean, we can't just automatically assume that we're going to get respect. You know what I mean? That's my whole point. You know, I mean, you got to, you got to, you got to show them that you deserve respect. You know what I mean? I think How about this? It's got to be earned. Everything that's laid has got to be earned, and that's what they're missing. Yeah. Sure. I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, was was that dirty or tank that just said that? Dirty, 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 dirty. Let me tell you, you hit the nail on the head, and uh, and I appreciate that that caveat, that correction, because uh, I can tell you when I look at uh, a number of our, uh, you know, like the council clubs or support clubs and like that, the thing that I notice very consistently, those guys that have served, uh, I don't think it's a big deal if I say this one club. There's a club called Killer Man Sons. Uh, mm -hmm. They're all they're all Army Rangers. When I tell you these cats are squared away, they're squared away. Uh, the guys that uh, – hmm? say again? Yeah, uh, but uh, Killer Man Son, all Rangers, those guys are squared away. Uh, I look at uh, – there's a couple of uh, frogmen. Now, they're older cats, same difference. You know, they, they've got 30, 40 years on some of these, uh, some of these younger uh, military-style MCs. They're still squared away. But they came up in an environment – when this is when we did this the way that we do it the, the way that we're supposed to do it and the thing is that when i see uh these young guys these new patches coming to these different clubs in my environment that's a thing that's very consistent military service has a lot to do with whether they're gonna well why is this and why is that and why is the other thing as opposed to yeah let me get that done and how do I get it done? You're so dirty. You hit the nail on the head on that one, brother. Well, what do you guys yeah. think about these uh, new jacks uh, coming in and say the older cats have to evolve? Clubs have to evolve or this or that? Well, back in the day, we did a uh, we did a podcast with a dude that's local. His name is also Shaggy, you know. But <laughs> anyways, we, he said something that was pretty fucking smart. He said some things are going to change, but some things can never change. And I think, you know, you got you to keep certain traditions fucking right there. You know, you can't fucking change certain things. But, I mean, when it comes to, like, the Internet and social media, that's the new way of life, man. you got to fucking evolve some way or another, you know. I mean. <clears throat> well, he's right. Things going to change. And yeah. clubs are going to evolve. There's, there's a difference there. But when you start changing your founding, you start changing your traditions, you start changing your, what your club is about. You change those three things. You've changed the entire makeup of your club. You're no longer that club. The, the, the founders of your club were said, this is what we're about. These are the things we're going to follow. These are this, the oath we take. This is the lifestyle we're going to live. You start changing those core things right there from the beginning. Your club is no longer that club. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, uh, we, and you, damn, here y'all with them nails on the head. Um, a lot of clubs nowadays um, have uh, mission statements and basically just like a corporation. And the thing is, is that some of the bigger, older clubs have had these things for years and uh, they used to call them core values or, or core beliefs, same, same shit. But uh, the thing is, is that when you, when a club moves differently than what those, what that mission statement is or those core values, then you're right. That's when that club starts turning into something else. It loses its identity. And I'm not saying that clubs don't, uh, you know, everybody you know, will change their bylaws and, you know, you revisit something. There's technology things that happen that that create different concerns. I mean, you know, 
10 years ago, I mean, not even that long ago, 10 years ago, the whole social media thing was not, it was much less of an issue than it is even today. Mm -hmm. Whereas now a lot of clubs that I talk to in these councils tell me that they have a social media a section in their uh, bylaws about social media. I'm like, well, shit, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the hell is that about? Mm -hmm. hey, we're on social media right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. We're, we're talking we're about literally. stuff. I yeah, can remember yeah. the first yeah. national meeting it's, it's I said. Yeah. I can remember the first changed. I remember the first mm -hmm. national meeting I said, and, and it, the first, very first time Facebook was brought up, and kind of looked around and was like, is this really a problem? Yeah. <laughs> sure as shit. That was, oh, shit, seven, seven, eight years ago, you know? Yeah. And then. Uh, it's just evolved, and then as I started coming up, you know, I started hearing one percenters are having the same problem, and all these other these big clubs are having this problem, and and some clubs mm -hmm. just flat out said, you know what, I don't want to see the colors on the on, on on Facebook, I don't want to see them on social media. Uh, some clubs can't be uh, friends with other clubbers, uh, you know, they they've got some pretty strict laws out there, and you know what, it's because motherfuckers can't be responsible enough. <laughs> You know, yep. you, you got to babysit everybody. Yeah, but I, I yeah. think that was the biggest problem that clubs made, especially uh, on you guys' side of the fence, because, uh, uh, you know, by sticking your head in the sand like the ostrich, then these, these folks were able to just take off with the, uh, with, 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 with unchecked with what they wanted to represent the clubs as being. The Sons of Anarchy uh, <laughs> mentality just took off and, and uh, exploded. <laughs> I'm just pleased as pond uh, to have uh, to finally. Uh, I've been doing this now five years in June. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was crazy to me that this show's actually that old. Uh, and Isn't that uh, good, that, that good. But when I first came on, you know, I was getting death threats, and uh, so now uh, it it has become kind of a mainstream thing, and it's good to see you guys finally on representing. Uh, the cause and the culture, because you guys are the big brothers. You guys are the ones that uh, the television shows are about. You guys are the ones that the news is talking about. And when they see you guys and then they see me rolling, uh, you know, th these folks, they don't read vests. They can't. Oh, you, know, you can look at a guy's vest and tell his whole life story if you know what you're looking for. But it's kind of like me looking at uh, uh, graffiti. Like, you know, if I'm rolling down with graffiti artists, oh, hell, Tim was here. And I'm like, that's just him. <laughs> it looks like uh, calligraphy or something. So I want to uh, meet the guy that does the, the over oh, the over the road signs, man. And how he gets <laughs> that's the guy I want to meet. And and oh, how God. the hell do they get up there? Do they have like I these, know? <laughs> do they have the the, the the backpack, the flying backpack? I mean, what the hell? Uh, you got to think some of these guys are are risking their whole lives to do this thing. But yeah. that would explain the Atlantic traffic jams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, when I was a kid, my brother told me that Spider-Man is the guy that does all the graffiti in Philly. And and, and look, I, I believe that shit till I was 33. <laughs> hey, you gotta go easy with that shit. I'm smaller. <laughs> so uh for those of you who are just tuning in, this is uh Black Dragon Biker TV. This is the Sunday Black Dragon Round Table, uh in, invented by Hollywood from Insane Throttle. And uh, Invader, uh, one percenter, uh, I mean, Shaggy, one percenter, and myself and Hollywood have decided we're going to do this every Sunday. We're going to have guests on every Sunday. Tonight, our guest is Big Bone, one percenter, uh, down in Florida, the uh, Tampa area. He's in charge of the uh, uh, COC down there, the middle 
COC. There's three. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm saying middle because I don't know the geography well, and yeah. I don't want to sound as the central. Excited. No, you're right. The, 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 <laughs> the central, central part of Florida. Okay, and then we have Dirty and Tank uh, from the uh, Biker Lifestyle Podcast uh, from uh, their motorcycle club, Brothers and Chains. And uh, you know, I, I'm curious about that name. I mean, like, like you guys all from the chain gang, or is this we're talking about motorcycle <laughs> chains, or where does this name come from? Tell me a little. Well, I mean, go ahead, man. <laughs> well, I mean, basically, I mean, you know, they were trying to figure out what would what would sound like we're all bonded together, and chains are usually strong, and it's also the whole thing about you know the weakest link is you know the biggest yeah. problem, and yada yada yada. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. kind of where the name came from, Brothers and Chains, because we're all tied together, you know, metaphorically speaking. On, on our own chain gang, doing our shit together. Right. You know, and then, I mean, you know, we've got our, our skull on the back, you know, part of our colors. His name's Hank. And uh, he represents the fact that we're, uh, you know, we're brothers to the bone, brothers to death. We're going to bring this, you know, into the next realm. You know what I mean? We All we do, you know, is it, it goes to eternity. Yeah, we're all just placeholder placeholders here you know what i mean absolutely you know, there's another generation coming behind us you know i have a question bd they were on social media and how it's affected the scene how do you guys feel with some of the content that's coming out with uh you know because when me and bd started it was like five years ago four years ago whatever we had uh, us and then dibs and then uh big cell but since then it has blown up so much which is a good thing because you know we need more uh angles and more opinions out there but some of the stuff just you sit there and like what in the hell are you talking about and it's especially concerning when you got people actually going to try to learn off of social media instead of going up to the clubs themselves well i mean like you're gonna get a fucking real true answer out of somebody on social media the guys that are that need to be on social media don't give a fuck about it. Yeah, you know I mean, mean, those are the ones we want to talk to, but they're not going to get on there and tell you what's what. And then that's not true. That's why I got on there, and that's why I started a month ago. I was one of those that could give two shits less about it. A month but ago, saw, Shaggy. A month ago. Okay, three and a half weeks ago. <laughs> I'm sick of, of people running this lifestyle down and trying to. Man, there's a goddamn cop that has a. a, a, a a, a show on here trying to tell you how to do MC protocol because he infiltrated a one percent club. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, uh, and then I started kind of doing some research because I accidentally come across it, and I started seeing some of this other stuff. I said, "Who are these clowns, man? These guys don't know anything about. It. Do they own, own a motorcycle? Do they, are they in motorcycle clubs? Are, are they reading too many books or trying to base something off of a a, 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 a drama that was on TV? I mean, come on, really?" That's why hey, people listen to my hurt. shit. They're like, "Holy crap, this dude's like real deal." You know, just straight talk. I, I'm not, I'm not giving the secrets, but I'm giving how it is and how the truth of it is. Hey, Shaggy, want want to see BD get all all kinds of twisted? Let me tear, let me share a thought with you. So, uh, and by the way, I love what you guys do. But here you go. So, uh, Black Dragon has oh, been doing minute. his wait, thing. Wait a minute, we just no. lost Shaggy. Oh, we lost oh, Shaggy. We just lost Shaggy. <laughs> oh. He disappeared. Yeah, well, he's back. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, I'll tell you this real quick. I'm, I'm glad you made it back because uh, I'll use this opportunity to piss off Black Dragon right quick. So uh, he's been doing his thing for a while very, very well. And uh, this new cat popped up. I won't say any names, but this new cat popped up. And uh, my old lady was like, hey, check this out. And I went to take a look at it. And I was like, 
every other freaking word almost almost verbatim. I'm like, where have I heard this before? Then I watch another show and I'm like, where have I heard this before? I watch another show and you see where I'm going with Tiger Boys. Long story short, the first (laughs) the first freaking year of this guy's uh, the first freaking year of this guy's show was literally recycled everything from Black Dragon. And he used that to build him to build his show. But I guess the uh, the, the the moral to the, the story the biggest is show that, on youtube by the way <laughs> yeah 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 there is there's absolutely a following for uh for this content uh and i think on the one hand i think that uh, uh dirty and tank are right in the sense that uh you know get on your bike ride talk to one of these guys go to the clubhouse if they'll let you but but some of these idiots that are on here spewing a bunch of garbage they they need somebody's got to somebody's got to redirect that shit. Somebody's got to come with the real information. The problem for for the novice out there is how the hell does he know the difference? You know, mm-hmm. like how how does he know what's real and what isn't? You know, and that so that that's a that's the problem. They don't want to put in the work nowadays. Yeah, yeah. We get guys all the time. They're coming on. They're asking us on social media or out there. You know. They figure you go, oh, I'm going to join your motorcycle club. Yeah, the fuck you will. Are you sure about that? Do you know how to do that? Yeah. You know, do you do not what it would take to join a motorcycle club? Because uh, there's some work that's got to get done. It's some old school shit you got to do, you know, and it starts out at the grassroots level. You know, you got to get, uh, you got to get recognized and you got to be real and you got to be real to who you are. Yeah, a lot of people just expect it. Yeah. Well, my we concern, my concern, I think it is, and this goes to Big Bone and Dirty and Tank is some of the stuff that they're spewing could get somebody hurt on the streets. Because, you know, one thing, you know, I'll tell you a little story here. One thing that happened on my radio show, because that's my main platform is the radio, is I was making a joke about, you know what, you got to try this, you got to get some freaking vapor rub and jack off with it or something like that, and the dude did. And I'm sitting here like, what in Betty's screaming at me? I was like, dude, for one, I'm a shock jock. For two, what the hell are you doing putting vapor rub on your cock? Can but, you see that coming? What the fuck? But it it seems like I'm telling you, man, but it seems it seems like some of the stuff that is being pushed out, I know for a fact, and uh, Shaggy can say the same thing, Tank and Dirty, because they're in the area, some of the stuff that they're pushing will get you really hurt in the Midwest, and that's for Big Bone. Hey, this is this is a so without this this ain't a competition or nothing. But I got to tell you, you know, Florida's a twenty-four hour a day. We don't have a riding season. We got twelve months of summer here. So, uh, Florida brother, we we get it in on the regular. But for some reason, well, because of that reason, I think that Florida is a. Uh, it's not even a litmus test. Florida is uh, there's like a big uh, magnifying glass on. What does this biker culture stuff look like? And if it's November in New York, you don't know. You know snow. In Florida, <coughs> it's it's twelve months out of the year. It's it's you're always practicing your trade, so to speak. So Florida is a great way to see how stuff is supposed to look. Now West Coast has a different a different style to it, if you will. But a a good gauge, a good barometer of how shit's supposed to go. Take a look at Florida. And and you know, dirty. You you said you're you're down here in Bradenton all the time, right? Hey, 
No, oh, Tank, I'm sorry. So, Tank, no, you're down here a lot. So you know what I'm I rode down there in the winter one time and almost died. It was so cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. man, the, the Florida scene is really, really cool. I mean, it's, it's, a different, yeah. it's different than up here. You know, here in Wisconsin, they're trying to fit, you know, one year of, you know, biker lifestyle in six months. You know, and yeah. then you're stretching on you're stretching on the beginning and on the end of it. You know, you're you know, if you ain't riding in 45 degrees and rain, then fuck, you're only gonna be riding two months out of the year. You know. But what do you well, got? What that. what do you guys think about what some of these people are spewing? Because I know I'm older, you guys are older, so it's foreign to me. But some of the stuff that's being spewed is like, damn, you're gonna get somebody hurt and hurt bad. Well, I think some of these dudes on the internet. Or just that dudes on the internet you know what i mean uh, they can talk all the shit they want on their channel on their page on their whatever but they're not going to get out there in the fucking mix you know what i mean you could post up all the pictures you want holding up some fucking patch you came up with in your backyard and fucking make a whole bunch of other guys in their 20s think or something you know what i mean but if you're not out there you know in the scene then you're not out there in the scene then what the fuck are you even doing talking shit on the internet you're sitting there fucking hey. telling people what to do. Come on. Hey, I mean, I'll tell you. Uh, so I'll here's a little. Myself, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <look>. here, <laughs> here, here's a little silliness that, I, that happened <laughs> just, just a few weeks ago. Uh, I was at this uh, at this biker event, and this guy walked up. Um, you know, he, he wasn't too young. He was probably 33, 35, something like that. And he walked up to us. There's uh, there's a group of us talking. You know, all of us were diamonds. Uh, we were speaking to each other in a in a little little group. This fellow walked up, I mean, like chest puffed out, interrupted the conversation, damn near nudged his way in the little group. And everyone does sort of like, you know, like they do on the cartoons where they all go. <laughs> like, like, so that was first thing. And he stood there like he was supposed to be a part of the conversation. That was one. So when everybody shut up and is looking at him, he goes, hey, he goes, I saw online that I needed to come over and talk to you guys about becoming a prospect. He goes, I'm ready to do it with any one of you guys. Just let me know where to get started. He goes, but I need to tell you, I'm only going to do this whole prospecting thing for two months. That's it. If you want me, let me know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and then, uh, you know. I guess after he got out of the hospital and was back on solid food, um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's probably rethinking the whole thing. He did. He sl he slipped and fell. He slipped and fell. And uh, happens all the time. But I'm pretty sure af after you know he was feeling better, he probably rethought that uh, that whole uh, whatever website he was on. Um, you know, not the best information. What the fuck he learned? <laughs> well, you know, I found that when folks were in my situation i would see folks that actually would copy what i was saying in a video and speak it almost verbatim but have yep. no ability to expound on it and so i would see things that i have said before and realize yep. that it wasn't said correctly and um it wasn't given the weight of explanation. And, you know, Shaggy, you being a, a former Navy instructor like, uh, like myself, you know, you understand the weight of the instruction and then the weight of the explanation. Sometimes you'll be explaining a subject 
but then you have to bring it down to a real world um, example for it to take hold. And so I found it extremely dangerous, especially when I made a video, uh, one of the biggest videos I've ever made, uh, which was called Passing One Percenters and Other Motorcycle Clubs. And the purpose of that was for specific areas. Because this thing doesn't work everywhere you are. It's a good way to get hurt if you don't know exactly what you're doing or what you're talking about. And when I saw all these videos of mine being remade and no uh, reference giving back to where they came from so that a person could go and do their research, um, it let me know that, holy moly, um, a lot of the and a lot of the folks that are coming into this lifestyle, following some of these channels, and they're not following graybeards. They're following people with three, four, five years in a club. Um, can be dangerous to Hollywood's point. Some of the things that 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 they talk about can be dangerous, um, especially when the breadth of your experience is in. Uh, in a small corner of eastern St. Louis, and you're talking to people in motorcycle clubs all across the United States and across the world. And uh, one of the first things I found out when I started doing this was how much I didn't know. Yeah. I, I, I'd get on and say stuff, and people would be like, what the hell is a road captain? We don't have those. Uh, and I'm talking, you know, from from the uh, diamond side of the fence. Well, what the hell are you talking about, a road captain? We, everybody's a road captain. You know, stuff like that. And it'd be completely different than what I'd seen over here. So we started to realize, hey, protocol is local. Politics are local. MCs are local. So you have to, you have to put up these, um, and I, I write this in every one of my books. Listen. I'm I'm just black dragging a guy that's lived a lifestyle, and these are my experiences and what I've seen. If they help you in your club, that's great. But God, please don't run over to your club and scream, "Black dragon said blah blah." You'll be picking your teeth up off the ground. Well, well that's God, one. This out. That's so, one of the biggest. Um, well, uh, sorry, Shaggy, just one second. That's why I tell everybody that listens to my show. Don't listen to me. Nothing I say is gospel. I'm here to entertain you. If you want this kind of information, go to someone like Shaggy, BD, freaking Dirty and Tank. Those are the people that you want to go to. You don't want to go to somebody for advice that has a dumb radio show. You got to do it on your own. You got to go on the street. Yeah, I, you know, I bash protocol channels once in a while because I'm of the belief you have to go to the club. You know, it's not one of those things where how do I become a member on the internet? No, you go up to a club member and ask them. But I believe that's uh, a distinguishment that you got to make as a creator if you're, because a lot of these people, like I said before, they're stupid. You know, they'll look at us. Oh, he's a creator, so we're going to go ahead and do this, like he said. No, 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 don't do that. You know, and St. Throttle's a freaking entertainment platform. We're not like these other channels. We're here to piss you off and get you in the know. That's it. Well, go so ahead, Shaggy. We kind of hit on this the other. We kind of hit on this the other night about you know what YouTube and the biker lifestyle 
how they're kind of starting to intertwine. And, and last night, me and, me and my boss were sitting there talking, and he said, think of it this way. Because I was telling him about the conversation about, you know, YouTube and people going to YouTube to get their information, shit like that. He said, think, think of it this way. For anything today's day and age, whether you're learning to cook a, a lasagna or build a doghouse or put a bicycle together, fuck, even rebuild your motorcycle, you just Google right into, hey, uh, need to do a twin cam, need to do a fucking Milwaukee 8, need to do a, a you know, iron head, need to do a fucking panhead, whatever. Google it in there. It will give you a, a video, play by play, the whole nine yep. yards. And pe- people today's day and age with all technology, our brains have now been rebooted to, instead of going and asking somebody how to do it, we just Google it. You know, everybody remembers the phrase, I hated this when the shit first came out. You know, I really fucking hated Google because I hated people telling me, dude, you don't know? Just Google it. Oh, what the fuck is a Google? You know, come on, man. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm one of those guys, you got to give me an FM, FM, or if you have to give me a Navy, you know, reg uh, uh, a manual on how to do something, or you have to give me a, a back in the day where we still had to, you know, I'm a master mechanic, where you had to give me a, a real service manual. You know, it wasn't on the computer and, and or old microfish and shit like that, you know, and our brains have been rebooted to the technology and people today to include the, the new guys. And I, I want to straighten something out about new guys. The, the average age, and I said this the other night, and I said on my own, my own show, the average age in the motorcycle club community for prospects, and, and Big Bone, tell me if I'm wrong, Dirty and Tank, tell me about your club if I'm wrong, is between 35 and 45. We very rarely get those 20-somethings yeah. anymore. And so, and I think part of it, after you know, talking to my boss last night, we're sitting there talking, all this mis- misinformation that's out there, of course, they don't know what's right and what's wrong. You know, when you got catchphrases being thrown out there about they're, they're this or they're that of the MC community or they're, you know, they know everything. Man, first off, you can't ever know everything about this lifestyle. It's impossible. Once you quit learning, get the fuck out of here. You're going to kill somebody or kill your brother. Two, um, mm-hmm. because they can't tell what's what, and this is the platforms they go to, um, they're not interested in this because there's so much contradiction, so much bad stuff. Oh, if I join a motorcycle club, I'm going to end up in li- you know, life in prison. Or, you know, I got to go rob, or I got to go do this, or I got to go do that. Man, it's not that way. But this is the platform that they go to because this is, like, my son's 23. Everything with him in school was embedded to Google it or go. you can go to this website or you go to this website. It wasn't sit down in the library you know, pull out the old index cards from back in the day to try to find a book and go find that book and sit down and research it. People don't do that shit no more. Everything is right here at the tip of their fingers and they don't know if they're getting the truth or not. I mean, everybody's looking for answers in 144 characters, you know? <coughs> you know, they, they just, they don't want to listen anymore. They'll, they'll read the title, but they won't read the content. You know what, fellas? I'll tell you a thing, and uh, you're right. I, when you were talking about that, uh, about the uh, the Harley manual, we used to call it Mom. Mom is the uh, motorcycle operator's manual, and um, but yeah, but that was the thing. Everybody had that book. But I'll tell you a thing. So, um, so last year, um, not delving into politics too much, but my COC, uh, one of the things that I instituted uh, a while back, um, prior to the election, was you know what? The COC has got to start being. Uh, a legitimate important entity uh politically speaking because we've got some issues with some bad sheriffs in florida and some other stuff like that and um a lot of us are on motorcycles riding around and we vote 
you know, we're, or at least we have the ability to vote. So one of the first things we did a, a couple of three years ago, worked with some organizations and we were actually able to uh, make it so that uh, folks that had uh, what we call returning citizens, that's a fancy way of saying felons, you could get your right to vote back. And so through Amendment 4, a few years ago, if you were a felon in Florida, you could get your right to vote back as long as you wasn't like an axe murderer or a burned down a church or shot somebody or raped somebody or touched a kid or something like that. You could get your right to vote back, you know, pathway back to being an American. Uh, well, earlier this year, and there, the reason I mentioned this is important. Um, now, earlier this year, we were able to meet with the uh, with uh, Governor Ron DeSantis and we got him to sign an executive order giving clemency to those same exact felons, not the murderers and pedophiles, but the other folks. Oh, thank you. It was a big deal. The, originally, we were trying to help a bunch of brothers in these different clubs who wanted to uh, own a firearm again legally without you know getting jacked up and stuff. But once the governor says that's it, it goes to everybody in the state. So we got that done. But in the process of doing this, I said, hey, we're going to get these politicians, you know, uh, senators and congressmen and uh, city council and all these kind of folks. We're going to have them come here to the COC, find out what they're about so we can figure out which ones we want to support. And we want to let them know that we're going to support them if they watch out for us on the stuff that we want to do. And no kidding, the, the, the younger of us in the, uh, in the COC all said, hey, well, that'll take too much time. <laughs> And a bunch of them were like, oh, we can find out right now. And they started like, this is Google. We'll just find out right here what the hell, and we'll make the decision right here with the phone. And I'm like, the hell? What? No. It's here. I'm like, no, let's get them here. Let's talk to them. Let's let them know what, you know, what we're interested in and the whole thing. And I'm all adamant and excited about it. Nah, that's what we need to do. We need to get them here. And they're like, nope, I already know. Nah, she's for Second Amendment. He's not. He's a dick. She's good. He's good. Like, what the hell? <laughs> So, you know, but, that, that's a that mentality. You sound just like I do on my COC. I do the same thing, and guys will do the same the same thing with their phones. Yeah. And I'll say, look, man, the problem is we need to get the personal part back into it. That interaction, that that conversation. Yeah. You know, you need to be able to see that that body language. You need to be able to see their reactions when you talk to them. And you're spot on, man. You can't yeah. just Google them. Yeah, we could Google anybody and see what they're about. But yeah. until you're that got that face to face and you see that emotion, you see that reaction to when you say something to them. You know, one of the coolest things we have a senator here in Missouri. You know, he's mm -hmm. a prick. I mean, he just hates motorcyclists. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it took forty years to get our helmet law passed finally. And that wow. shit'll make your clothes come off. You better be careful with that stuff. You know, yeah. that's why we, we, don't, we don't want to find out why you're actually called Big Bone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but, hey, but you're bringing I, up. I sat okay, down with this. I went to this dude's office and sat there. He was so scared to come out of his office. He sent his little aides out there for an hour. I read every book he had in there. I just flipping through the pages. And I said, well, what's this guy doing? And all of a sudden, the, about an hour later, the aide comes back. I said, oh, he's got to go on the floor. He's got a vote to make. And I screamed right in his office. This dude's a chicken shit. And I walked out of his office. Mm -hmm. You know? But until you had that interaction, there's nothing. Well, you're See, talking about his grassroots. That's right. It's yep. not a grassroots. And, that's you know, right. I'm, I've been a member of Abate, Wisconsin, which is one of yeah. the, the oldest, you know, Abates that's been going on in America for a long time. And I'm that guy that's going to the state the state house. I'm talking. I'm getting in there talking to the people. Yeah. You know, that's what Abate, Wisconsin does well. And just to cite an example, I mean, you know, those auto cycles are coming out with those, you know, things, there's the slingshots and shit, and they're sitting side by side. And, you know, it's, it's not a motorcycle. It took Wisconsin three fucking years to look at this thing, you know, you sit by side by side, you drive like a car, it's got three wheels, 
but they're saying you got to get an M endorsement to ride the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, why the hell do you have to do that? Because everything I learned, I know how to, uh, to ride a slingshot. I learned in fucking driver's ed. And so yeah. three years just to even recognize the fact that there was a difference between one of those slingshots and a motorcycle. Three years. Yeah. Of, of Let me tell you. The people, you know, getting in there, talking to them, showing up in motorcycles, driving around the Capitol, showing up in force. You know, lobby day in uh, in Wisconsin at the state house. There's five, six hundred bikers, all representations. You know, full colors, shaking the people up. But we're in there. We're talking to people. You know, yeah. we're, we're telling them how we feel. We're, we're getting on. We're, we're making phone calls. And yeah. what people don't realize is that on a legislative level, when you're talking down at the state, even the, the local offices of your legislatures, it takes six, seven phone calls into that office for them to go, "Hey, wow, we might have a problem here." People don't realize the effect mm-hmm. that it has that personal touch. Well, mm-hmm. Black Dragon said it a second ago, is that politics are local, which mm-hmm. is why when uh, I started this thing uh, freaking uh, last year, the first politicians that we spoke with and were connecting with were all on the local level because most of the stuff that we do or are concerned mm-hmm. with, D.C. has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Abate was a huge big deal. I've got my, my whole freaking... Like all of us are members of Abate, right. and it's because of Abate that in the state of Florida, you want to wear a lid, wear it. If you don't, like you, your, your ride, you decide. That's mm-hmm. what we say down here. So, and it, and it's it was what 103 degrees the other day. Maybe you don't want to wear a lid in 103 degree temperatures, but that's up to you. But the reason that that happened is because a lot of really good folks from Abate went to the mat with the government to make that happen. So my my push is uh to make sure that the coc and abate uh, are are on the same page as well as possible at the very least that we can play well together because we want ultimately we want the same stuff well i did so, the same thing here in missouri uh at first the coc was like a standalone type of thing right and then yeah. i got abate in and and uh, i'm not going to get that whole thing but i ended up throwing the 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 chairman of abate out of the coc meeting lucky he walked out of the fucking place but we brought Freedom of the Road Riders in, which is another MRO, and we work hand in hand together. They got their lobbyists and shit like that. But the one thing that people need to understand, and man, this, I'm glad we're talking about this because this is an absolutely perfect platform to put this out about COCs and to put this out about MROs. So most of your MROs, your ABATs, your Freedom of the Road Riders, uh, the, the Motorcycle Rights Foundation, those big organizations, they're a huge voting block. And they're a huge yep. voting block because they're a 501c3 or 501c19. They're recognized as a, uh, a, a, a motorcycle rights organization. Most COCs across this country are not. They're not incorporated. They're not. They don't have that. So you got to become a part of the voting block. And so if you don't know what a voting block is, very briefly I'll say this is the voting block. The way politicians look at voters and say uh, that are in organizations, say for like a COC, you know. Um, they look at for every one biker that's a part of that coc that's six votes so that's you know because they think that person's going to go back and he's going to have six people that he can talk to that's going to vote the way he does yep. so the way cocs need to do is they need to incorporate they need to get their 501c3 or c19 they need to uh work with their abates their fours their uh, other mros the MRS, all that stuff like that. Because guess what, guys? We're all talking the same language. We're all talking about the same damn thing. We all need to work together because as a voting block, 
we are louder together than what we are separately. No one individual biker or no one individual club can do this shit by themselves. And what you guys did there, Big Bone, uh, starting locally and then kind of working your way out, that's the right way to do it. You know, here in Missouri, yeah. I've got clubs from all over the state. So locally it's kind of hard to do, but with having Freedom of the Road Riders next to me and, and having their state chairman sit there, you know, he brings the information to me. We talk about it in the meeting. He's part of our board. Um, and then, you know, another thing, too, is in COCs, we don't have time to sit up at the Capitol. You know, right. we're out doing our club thing. But these guys in these MROs, they have the, the paid lobbyists. Abate's got some great lobbyists. Um, yeah. The Motorcycle Rights Foundation's got some great lobbyists. You know, for all, the, all these people yeah. that are in the big picture of it, you know, um, Man, that, that's a very good point you put out there, man. And, yeah. you know, the COCs, I hear all the time, what do they do for us? Well, what does a COC do? For you know, we try, yeah. we, we do a lot for, for the club scene, but just like with anything, one thing everybody needs to understand, legislation takes a lot of time. A lot of lawyers, a lot of big words, a lot of yeses, no's, a lot of handshaking. It, 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 it took 39 years to get the motorcycle helmet law repealed in the state of Missouri, 39 years. Uh, it, it, we're trying to get the text, uh, texting and driving thing changed. We're trying to, to get a bunch of other things, but it takes time. And then when you have shit like wars break out or you have COVID break out, you know, yeah. people don't take in the aspect that, yeah, you want it done right now. I want it done right now. But them guys up there, they got their timeline. And when motherfuckers only work five months out of the year, you can't get shit done. Hey. I'll share a thought with you. Uh, the thing that um, that I'm just really excited about is that uh, so Florida, um, damn near like New York in the sense that they, Florida, being a southern state, it's not restrictive on gun laws unless you are a felon. There's this guy. I'll, I'll tell you real quick. So there was this guy. Um, he connected with the FRRC. He owned uh, if I remember right, he owned three cell phone stores and he's damn near 60 years old well back in the 80s uh he was a you know younger man driving around in tampa and he was smoking a joint and had five joints in his ashtray and he gets pulled over and they gave him what they call a year and a day the reason a year and a day is significant in florida is because if you get 12 months well you go to county jail you get a year and a day well that's just one day longer than a year you go to prison so this guy went to prison and you get a felony. So he went to prison, uh, the, he went to pres prison uh, with his year and a day. And that was uh, back in the 1980s. Well, flash forward, this guy is a deacon of his church and he rides a motorcycle and he's married and got a, a bunch of uh, kids and grandkids and you name it. And he's a business owner and all of this kind of stuff. This guy's practically walking on water. But when his wife went to run for office, he couldn't vote for her. And when he went to get a good job years ago, he couldn't get that good job. That's what ultimately the funny thing was, that's what pushed him into starting his own business. But when he wanted to live in a nice place, he couldn't. When he uh, Just a long list of things that he couldn't do because he caught a stupid ass felony in, in 1986 or whatever it was, right? So a guy like that, and so him and other, other folks, the same story repeats itself, just different versions of it. That's what made us say, well, shit, let, let's look at this thing. Let's look, oh, and by the way, same guy, he got robbed three times at his cell phone stores. He couldn't protect himself. He couldn't care. He couldn't have a firearm. So 
he's open open season on this guy. So now, so flash forward, and uh, I got it's literally sitting right here. I, I didn't know we was going to be doing it like this, but I literally have the documents right now for my concealed weapons permit, which once upon a time that there's fingerprints. Uh, had to go and get them yet uh, or on, on Friday because the nice senator down here is taking care of my stuff uh, to get me all squared away. Because because uh, now the the, uh, the doggone governor signed the executive order. You still got to do a little paperwork behind it. But long story short, I'm getting straight. And so are a whole lot of bikers down here in Florida. And by the way, these folks vote. So now what happens is when we have a sheriff like we do uh, in the county that I live in, who hates bikers and has made it very clear um, that he hates bikers. Um, guess what? So now we got a uh, bunch of folks together who can a vote him out because that's an elected position. We can vote him out, uh, vote in the person that we want. And we've got a whole bunch of politicians to make sure that the kind of problems we have with this guy don't exist any further. I'm not saying don't do your job as a sheriff. I'm just saying don't be dirty against bikers. And his whole thing is he's got a hard on for bikers like you wouldn't believe. But and we could go on and on and on about all the different uh, the, the woes that bikers deal with. Uh, well, biker, one of uh, those uh, big one, one of those big bone. Uh, this could be a question to you, Invader Shaggy, Dirty Tank. And this came from uh, the chat room from Leather Guru. Question What are clubs doing to police each other, i.e., shootings and drugs? Politicians, communities will not tell her. Great drugs or bullets flying around kids. That was from inside the None chat. None of her business. None of her business. <laughs> it ain't our business. Oh, we're all good guys. I don't know what she's talking about. What's she talking about? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, this is the shit right here that gets uh, that, that could stop this show right now because that's talking interclub politics right there. And, it, it, and, and I, I, I promise you your question is probably genuine, um, but this is not the forum for that at all. I, we can't talk about, I won't talk about it at all, yeah. because I'm going to tell you right now, um, like we, uh, we said on Friday, I have my a nation and my brothers to protect as well as my own life, okay? Uh, clubs stick to their own, own, own issues. Um, I'll tell you what, clubs do police themselves. But the media and the and the, and the outsiders, you stay the fuck out of it. We'll figure it out. Uh, if law enforcement would just leave us alone, things would get figured out a lot faster. Man, let me let me throw this out here on top of that. So I mentioned the sheriff a little bit earlier, uh, and I pointed out how there, we have a sheriff uh, where I live that hates bikers. And it's a it's a big area, and he hates us, and is what it is. But one of the things is when a, uh, there was a certain well known biker uh, three years ago that was murdered. Um, that don't happen a whole hell of a lot down here, but it did happen. He used this as an opportunity to start to, to get back on his soapbox and start screaming about how horrible bikers were and all this other stuff. Well, here's what one of my main focuses in the COC was to dictate our own narrative as opposed to letting this cop or some news channel or somebody who doesn't care for bikers we we dictate what our narrative is we don't let them do it and that wouldn't happen to be when, that when, volusia county uh lieutenant that was sitting no, next not him no 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 calling uh, everybody did, past, he was no, calling we, everybody we a, domestic terrorists down in uh, daytona or some shit like that 
Yeah, we we got we got a couple of them like that. Uh, the guy I was speaking about specifically is a guy named Chris Nako. He's in. Let me uh, write that he's down. In Pasco. Chris Nako. I'm gonna go after uh, his ass. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh oh, you ain't heard the half of it. The way we understand is that he's been under investigation for his uh, himself for the past couple of years, RICO investigations and everything else. But in the meantime, uh, one of the things that a very well-known biker was murdered. Uh, he knew that it was going to happen because he had snitches on the inside. This is common. This is this ain't even like a conspiracy theory. This is common knowledge. It's documented. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very yeah. much documented. A lot of folks know about it. But uh, <laughs> the other thing is, so uh, after this guy was murdered, he went on television on every channel that there is down here uh, saying, well, you know, bikers are bad people and bad things happen to bad people. And he got what he deserved and all of this other kind of stuff. And I'm going to do my job as sheriff to make sure that we get rid of these. I mean, he just went on and on and on. But anyway, uh, the thing is, is that this guy, for anybody who didn't know any better, they would hear this sheriff saying all this bad stuff about all these bad bikers and they'll co-sign it. They'll believe it. But the truth of the matter is, is that the, the truth is something real different mm-hmm. and it's not his job to say who we are. But since he mm-hmm. did, now it becomes our responsibility to say who the hell we are and to let folks know our community, our MC community and everybody else understand that, hey, this is this one guy saying this stuff. The re- and by the way, the reason he did it is because of money, because after that, after that particular biker got killed, this guy broke out. And I'm not even exaggerating. Armored personnel carriers, tanks, mm-hmm. helicopters, you name it. You, he had it. Created his own was. task force. Yeah. Well, what we understand now is, is that it was it was budget time. He had to spend a whole bunch of money so the next year he could get at least that much money again and say, oh, man, I need more money. I got this biker problem. So you guys have to give me a lot more money to deal with this biker problem. It was all bullshit. It was all done for money. And the guy's a scumbag and I hate him. Oh, shit. Did I say that out loud? Hey, man. Um, I heard so it, a you know police I mean. job, the police job is to investigate. It's the 12 jurors job to convict us. And, and they got that shit flipped around right now. They want to be the judge, jury and executioner. And they oh, wonder yeah. why we dislike them so much. Well, God damn it, your job is to catch me. My job is not to get caught. And if I get caught, it's in 12 people of my peers that's supposed to convict my ass. You know? That part. It's simple. That part. Well, I mean, I remember back in the day, Hollywood did a story about a club up here in Wisconsin that was getting hassled by a local sheriff. Oh, uh, yeah, I went after him. Over. Yeah. <laughs> and you had him on the show, and, and he fucking tried to, you know, downplay what he was doing, this, that, and the other thing, and Abe got involved. So he was basically pulling over bikers for loud exhaust. And I mean, he's just harassing people, you know. And it was all politically motivated. It was during an election year, and blah, yep. blah, blah. So when I hear somebody like, you know, that leather girl or whatever asked that question, how do we police ourselves? It's like, we police ourselves by just being good fucking brothers to one another. You know, nobody wants to bring heat onto the clubhouse. Nobody wants to bring heat onto the club. And the shit you see in the news and everything, nine times out of ten, it's so fucking over-exaggerated, it's not even funny, you know? Well, Back it, in the day when it was a, a nobody, I, if I hit a guy in the bar, it was no big fucking deal. If I hit a guy in the bar now, local biker gang terrorizes bar establishment. Yeah. And, and it's on video. And it's on video. Well, to give yeah, context to... To give context, the little leather guru, I th- he's in the uh, chat room, uh, BD, uh, with what Big Bone 1% was saying. You have this Pasco County Sheriff he's talking about sending uh, letters to people with criminal histories. And 
he's causing a big fuss down there. He's also uh, going around about his political connections to uh, the governor down there. He seems like yeah. one of those guys out of, uh, what was that, Arizona? Uh, so yeah, he, yeah. he has yeah, a freaking uh, bone to pick. And you guys got to, you know, remember that leather uh, girl is that their budgets and i talk about this on my show all the time the budgets of these police departments are made on making the general public scared they need the boogeyman is what they need and if you look into some of the federal stuff with uh you know when they're taking your property away uh all that kind of stuff you're looking at a big business there and finally, what I would say is, when I do do the biker news, look at the wall of shame. Everything you think that a one percenter does or a biker does, I can find ten cops that are doing the same freaking thing. Well, and on that Hollywood. Note, hold on one second, big bone. No good. Uh, yeah. I didn't mean to come off to that person like eight, but I'm sick of, of civilians trying to get into club business. They want to know why, what are we doing about it, what are we doing. It ain't none of their business what we're doing about it. And it's time for you know us to get back to that, uh, keeping our business out of the public's eye, keeping keeping ourselves yeah. off front page news. And uh, I'm, I'm one of those that's very stringent about that. I was taught that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shit, I don't agree with any of, of, of the, the killings and the shootings and shit like that. I really don't. But, you know, it does happen. I mean, I'm not going to say our lifestyle ain't violent, but what I am going to say is it shouldn't be out in the mainstream. Other clubs shouldn't worry about what other clubs are doing to police themselves. They should mind their own business, police their own club. You know, 1%, everywhere. they should be worried about what 1% are doing. We will handle our own business. 1% are very professional when it comes to shit like that. I yep. mean, the, the fact of the matter is, I, I, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings or I'll come off too brash. You know, I, the whole world's got to be PC, but Hey, I'm Shaggy. I don't give a shit. It's none of your business. I'm sorry. You know what, Shaggy? You just brought something up, man. And I believe what you just did needs to be done because I get sick of everybody thinking it's all cookies and freaking ice cream. You know, it. it you got to start telling it for freaking real, man, or these people won't understand. That's just my opinion. That's it. Uh, I I want to say this. No, no, no. No, go ahead. This is in every community. I mean, you could say the same thing about, okay, well, you know, what's the mafia going to do about trash cans blowing up behind such and such's place because he didn't pay the, you know, fine, whatever the case may be. Any place you are, in any society you're in, there is violence. You know, you don't shut down your neighborhood. Uh, when somebody's car gets broken into or house gets broken into or somebody gets murdered in the neighborhood. I don't believe that our culture has any more violence than any other culture out there. Um, we just are great news fodder. And um, But so easy to over-dramatize us. Yeah. Because we're, we're the mafia on wheels, if you ask anybody. Hey, look, nobody wants to talk about the fact that the overwhelming majority, uh, the number one occupation for or women that are getting beat up by their husband is from cops. Goddamn right. Talk about that. Hell no, they don't. You know, but 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 if if I say it now, I'm I'm the boogeyman again. So I'm 
I'm the bad guy that um, that Leather Girl might have been worried about. But the truth of the matter is, I'm a lot less likely to cut my wife's head off than than doggone than Officer So and So over there. Uh, and let me tell you, Officer So and So, oh, don't even get me started on the on the the doggone cop clubs. But that's a whole other subject. But I can tell you, <laughs> that's. A, but I, I can tell you like this, man, is that uh, just don't believe the hype. Quit drinking the juice because in real life. The MC culture, we've been doing our own thing for the longest time. This, we were referred to as a subculture mm-hmm. for decades. Subculture mm-hmm. because we were separated. We were mm-hmm. outside of or other than what the normal society might be. And I kind of like it that way. I kind of like it that way. And the, the thing is, though, is that once and again, social media had something to do with this and all that or TV shows and so forth. But the truth of the matter is <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> Yeah, Let's but man, yeah, man. But the thing is, though, is look, let, us, let us do our thing. We'll take care of stuff. Stop believing all the BS that you hear from from this sheriff or that news person is trying to get him a Pulitzer or some shit. Because in real life, ask yourself the question: How many bikers do you know that are raising all that kind of hell? And if Leather Girl can't say, can't name one, then at that point, respectfully, shut the fuck up. You know what? Now, I like to say one more. It's not little girl. It's little guru. Yeah. Let me. Let me say. Let me say one thing to uh, all those uh, people. Let me say something to all your. Uh, I'll drink to that. Right. Wait a minute. I'll drink to that. I wanted to say something real quick, because. Shaggy, me, uh, and BD talked about this the other day where you're seeing a skew towards cops. And I want to tell you uh, a quick story about cops. You go back to 2015 in Waco, Texas. Them cocksuckers could have stopped nine people from dying. They knew about this. They knew it was going to happen. And they could have stopped it. Nine, eight of, eight of those nine bullets come out of a police officer's weapon. No, what I'm talking about is they could have stopped nope. it because they had the information it was going to happen weeks before it happened. They yeah, could have, like, they're the ones that made exactly. It and if you, you know, I know in the Midwest, the cops up here, they know two clubs are coming together. They don't like them, they get them on their way. But these cops were so vindictive. That prosecutor was so vindictive, he let it happen. And it is a known fact that four cops, or uh, four of those that died in Waco, were shot by freaking AR-15s from the cops. That's how vindictive they are. Oh, yeah. So before you start, ne- you know, going on and hitting on, well, why can't clubs police themselves? And that's one of the reasons why the protocol channels bugged the shit out of me is like shaggy said you got a cop a freaking cop that infiltrated two major clubs now coming on giving you guys protocol advice what in the hell is wrong with you guys watching something like that i don't understand it and never will well because and and i'll tell you why because of the fact that what we have is, and, and I, I won't say posers, but you have some folks because everybody on day one was brand new. You know, mm-hmm. some of us used to watch them motorcycles ride up and down the street and think, damn, I want to do that one day. You know, we, we all mm-hmm. started somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm not knocking somebody for being interested. But I will say this, is that in the culture that we live in nowadays, we've got uh, everybody enjoys this uh, anonymity with the damn Internet. They can get on the keyboard and peck a few times, say whatever stupid shit they want to say or ask a legitimate question. We don't the, the people receiving those questions or that feedback or whatever, you can't differentiate whether or not that person's a complete ass or whether they can't wait to be in a doggone MC legitimately. Um, but the, the part two to this is this, is that it's our responsibility. And um, the, the protocol guys, they're going to do whatever they want to do because they're interested in subscribership and hit like and follow, you know. Uh, but what we've got to do, we've got to make it our business to do a great job of doing stuff like we're doing right now because it, it's it's not it's not gonna this social media shit ain't gonna slow down you no. know what i mean it's it's not gonna slow down so therefore we have to take advantage of it communicate as well as we possibly can within the confines of what our what our uh what our club and our culture allows us to because mm -hmm. everything ain't for everybody there's a whole bunch of stuff me and black dragon talked a few times and i say hey i'll say this and say that and can't say this can't say that you know, we did that. And my club, they, hey, can't say this, can't say that. Hey, I, I got it, you know. But the truth of the matter is, I think if we were to do a snapshot version of, hey, look, here's what's going on. It's like this. We do police ourselves. We are responsible fucking Americans. And that's the thing a lot of people forget. We're responsible Americans. We're Damn probably right. more American than the average person who's... Uh, sitting in their living room playing on their phone or on their computer uh asking stupid questions or, or talking shit to us and not every question is a stupid question some people are legitimately interested i'm okay with that but um but guess what the real and the last americans are us that's right they're us that's I'm, right. I'm dead ass i'm dead ass serious because here's the thing we don't just talk about it we we exercise it we believe in freedoms like and and, and plain speaking I'll do me, you do you. As long as your lane don't interfere with my lane, we ain't gonna have a thing. Like, or, or as we say amongst my group, we say, hey, as long as your thing don't mess with my thing, we ain't gonna have a thing. When it does, that's where we have a problem. And we do like Americans all have always done, we handle our business. The problem is, is that now there's all kinds of other folks who don't have anything to do with our lifestyle that wanna dictate to us how we do what we do and when we do it. Goddamn good because, answer. Because because they saw a TV show one time. Yep. Hey, uh, Black Dragon. It sounds like Friday, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Big Bone, you said every almost verbatim word for word that I said the other day. It's awesome because that shows yeah. what's what's great about our lifestyle. You can always tell the old guys and the graybeards because they talk the same. Because we yeah. think the same. We're we're the, we're patriots first. Yeah. We're bikers second. We're brothers yeah. and, and clubbers third and on and on and on. But the thing is, is we are the last free society, period. Yeah. And, and we, we will stand our ground and fight for what's right, yep. you know, and that pisses people off. They, they're not oh, used oh, to no, seeing men. No well, they're not used to seeing men I've being heard, men. I, I heard you. I heard you, you know? Yep. I mean, dirty. It's always, always that way. Don't start no shit. Won't be no shit. Play stupid games. Win stupid prizes. Win you know? Prizes. So, I mean, <laughs> the whole thing is, is bikers are the last threat to the American society because we are true patriots, true Americans. The, the, the lifestyle is filled with more veterans than non-veterans. 
Um, yeah. And then uh, on top of that is we will we refuse to give up our freedoms. We refuse to give up our beliefs and we will stand our ground and we'll fight for them to the death. And, and that scares people. And, you know, man, it's outstanding. You said it. It, it just goes along with the, the core of why we wanted to do this kind of setting, because we get we get, you know, old head, heads like you, old heads like the guys up there. And, and um, this forum here is going to help the young guys understand that, hey, maybe the wheel ain't broken. Maybe I need to just kind of step back and look. You know, these guys are saying the same exact thing 36 hours later, not even knowing if that shit was said. That that just goes to show how much in lockstep our community really is. And that is so important to be said and so important to be known that, you know what? I say this all the time, guys. Motorcycle clubs, motorcycle clubs, motorcycle clubs, motorcycle clubs. It don't matter if it's a 1% club or a t-shirt club. We all got internal problems, you know, old lady problems. We got work problems. <laughs> you know, we, we've got our political problems, whatever. But Old lady problems. Who told you? Who you been talking to? Man, <laughs> 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 20 years, man. <laughs> you know what? Are we a black dragon? Are we going to take some calls? Because Big Lock Joker, he just asked, and this is going to the Diamonds, do 1% or bikers have to ride Harley Davidsons? But are we going to be taking calls? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I, I've had it up there all night long. The, uh, the call number is on here, uh, 404-692-0336, 404-692-0336. And, uh, for those of you who are tuning in, uh, and you know, I'm really uh, impressed that we just keep, keep building the numbers. The longer we stay on, the numbers keep building. It's kind of, kind of crazy. Like it was uh, a couple days ago. But um, don't uh, forget to donate to the show too. It's a super chat. You to donate yeah. the dragon. Yeah, hit the super chat if you guys don't mind. I uh, appreciate that one donation I got earlier. Uh, this is Black Dragon Biker TV. Uh, Biker TV Black Dragon uh, Roundtable Sundays uh, that we just come up with. Uh, so we're just gonna have roundtables every Sunday, and we're gonna visit with uh, incredible guests from all over the country tonight. Uh, you're, you're, our hosts are myself, uh, Invader Shaggy, and uh, Hollywood from Insane Throttle. And we have our guest, Big Bone One Percenter, uh, who is uh, with the Mighty Outcast Motorcycle Club Nation, uh, a storied and historic uh, uh, all-black One Percenter Motorcycle Club. The interesting thing about this is uh, I have met so many people uh, as I have been doing this biker thing, and and. Since I started growing my, my club across the country, I've met so many people that absolutely had no idea that there was any such thing as a black one percenter. So uh, it is just yeah. really amazing, uh, you know, to be able to say, hell yeah, there are. And, uh, uh, and, and believe it or not, there's, there's some all black one percenter motorcycle clubs out there you've probably never heard of. So uh, we're so proud to have them. And one of the greatest things is uh, he is the now the... Uh, chairman or the president as it were or or leader uh of the uh coc in uh uh central florida uh and and the first black man african-american uh man to to hold that that spot and i'm just so proud of you man i, I just don't even know what to say uh that was supposed Thank to be uh hand clapping but i hit the wrong button. <laughs> all, all, I, toys again. all <laughs> i can all i can tell you guys is that uh i say it all the time these are the men you go to for your damn answers these are the men that you go to that have these channels 
You got Dirty and Tank. Uh, you got Invader yep. Shaggy. Uh, BD. You got Big Bone. Now we have, we figured out he had a podcast. Not the sorry ass mother. I'm just gonna keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, also have Dirty and uh, Tank. They have the Biker yeah. Lifestyle podcast, uh, and and they're on YouTube as well, as well as uh, they're on the podcast system. So. Uh, or if you get your iTunes, iHeart, Spreaker Radio, I, I'm speaking for them, but I believe that I'm saying the right thing. Spotify, you'll find them there. Um, everywhere. Huh? Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, yep. Big Bone is on, uh, let me see, I got it down here. It's uh, Spotify, iHeart Radio, um, uh, Spotify, iHeart Radio, and all that other shit. I forget what it, you know, all that stuff. So uh, he's on Hell on Wheels Garage podcast. His segment is called The Usual Suspects, uh, and uh, it's uh, Big Bone One Percenter. So we want to look for him. We know Hollywood in, uh, is uh, from Insane Throttle Biker News. His online uh, newspaper is uh, uh, HarleyLiberty.com. He graciously allowed me to name my online newspaper, BikerLiberty.com. And uh, so proud of that. He's also got his podcast and his radio station. Tell us the podcast and the radio station, Hollywood. Uh, the radio station, you can download our app on Google Play, Insane uh, Voltage Radio, or you can uh, listen to it live in our Discord server or on uh, InsaneVoltage.com. It's not really biker-related. It's more of uh, going against FM, AM radio and stuff like that. But I'm excited as hell for these Sunday things because we're finally able to give people that have those serious questions or, you know, to get serious answers like we just did with uh, the one in uh, the channel because we're hearing that all the time and... You finally got somebody that's a true one percenter that actually gave the answer to it. Yes, it's not all cookies and ice cream out there. And I'd have to venture to say there's a lot of incidences where independents shoot up each other. You know, but that's, uh, you know, we're biker news. And like I say, if I ever talk on something, don't take my word as gospel. I'm just here for entertainment to piss you off. Uh, we also uh, here on my channel, Black Dragon Biker TV, we're on YouTube. We're on Black Dragon Biker TV, Instagram TV. You can also find us, Black Dragon Biker, on uh, Facebook. We're under quarantine right now for another six days. We've gotten in trouble once again. We have our Discord server, Black Dragon Biker TV. Uh, help us get to 10,000 on our Instagram. We're trying to get to that magic number. We're like 4,600, so absolutely help us get there. And BikerLiberty.com, my podcast is The Dragon's Lair, Motorcycle Chaos, everywhere podcasts are found. And we are actually simulcasting to that podcast uh, live now, the Dragon's Lair Motorcycle Chaos. So we've been at this for about an hour and 41 minutes, and I promised the folks tonight we wouldn't do another three-hour marathon. This is so exciting and so, uh, so cool. Everybody is um, really liking what we're doing, guys, uh, uh, and uh, folks are coming on like crazy. So uh, really appreciate everybody being there. And uh, so we're going to wrap it up pretty soon here. Not quite yet, but within about another 10 or so minutes, we're going to wrap it up so that everybody can get their final thoughts in and things like that. So, man, uh, and to answer that one guy's question, um, uh, we're going to let we're going to let Big Bone and, and Shaggy and uh, myself will go at, at that. So uh, that's the uh, that's the the bills paying part. So let's get back to the conversation. And so happy to have everybody here. So Shaggy, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Big Bone, let us know what's up. 
So I and um and and thank you for saying that. I, I just wanted to come at this from a, a different direction uh, to answer the question about the American motorcycle. Um, so what happens is this: is that in the case of now, uh, a lot of brothers call me the encyclopedia, you know, because I I kind of delve into I'm a student of this MC culture. Um, but so here's the deal with um with with my club and with a lot of other clubs um back in the day i'm talking 50 60 plus years ago if you were a guy that looked like me you were literally and you might know this you know where i'm going with this you weren't allowed to buy a harley davidson you could not walk into harley i've said it many times uh, big bone i've said it many times on here yeah you you could you could have a pocket full of money and walk into harley and you'd walk out disappointed because uh, they would tell you, hey, that's a white man's bike and you can't buy it. So the original members of my club, when they were coming back, uh, a lot of them were in the military. Uh, a lot of them were, were Marines. And as they were coming back from the various wars and so forth, they're like, hey, we want to do this whole biker thing. And they went to get them a Harley and they were told no. So they had to find their good white friend. And thank God everybody, everybody had a good white friend back in the day. and still do, as a matter of fact. But um, no, but seriously. Damn right. <laughs> but so you had to go to your white friend and give him your money and say, hey, that's the one I want. And he'd go in and he'd buy the bike. And if he was your good friend, he'd just give you the title. If he was a neighbor, maybe you had to grease his palms 100 or 200 bucks. But, you know, ultimately you get your Harley. Or the third way to, to get the Harley was, of course, to get it, buy it used from somebody who didn't give a damn what the color was as long as the money was green. So that's why in the early days, uh, a lot of a lot of brothers did not have uh, um, brothers, but not brothers with an A, not brothers like, you know, but uh, a lot of black guys didn't have Harleys back in the day because they couldn't buy them. Um, but they still had allegiance to America. A lot of these guys were in, in my club, especially or, or, or as well. Uh, a lot of these were servicemen who spent time with whether you were black, yellow, green or fucking plaid. You know, we were Americans. So the we embraced the ideology of American motorcycle because we were Americans and we wanted people to be real clear about that. Uh, there's a guy named Highway who wrote a, a couple of wonderful songs about just that. Um, but nonetheless, so the American motorcycle is because it's from whence we came. It doesn't mean that Japanese bikes are garbage or the, the English bikes are garbage. Nobody's saying that. What we're saying is we're Americans. We're American first. Uh, that's from whence we came. So we believe that as a one percenter, which we're, uh, lack of a better way to put it, we're at the top of the heap. We're the dominant clubs and we set the pace. So we're going to show you the first thing about us. When you see us, you're going to see us on an American motorcycle. So it, may, it might be, it don't have to be a Harley, but it might be a Harley. It might be an Indian. But, it, but it's an American motorcycle. So that's from whence we come. And, and guess what? I got several motorcycles, but my business bike, as we call it, my business bike is a Harley. So when I'm, you know, if I want to run to 7-Eleven or, or go get me a scratch-off lottery ticket or something like that, I might jump on anything. But when I'm doing, you know, when I'm doing business, I'm on a Harley. Big lock, big lock, uh, Joker. We can talk about that subject. I'm sure you can get a hold of BD, Rico. That's yeah. a whole fucking show. That's something. That's a bag of worms right there. But I do have <laughs> uh, a question for Big Bone. 
you're with the uh, Outcast, and they have a legendary history. When you first started out, how was your I- interaction with other clubs? How did they look upon you? Uh, and how did you, you get mean, past you mean all the white that? Clubs. Is that? Is that what you're saying? The white clubs? Well, or? white clubs, uh, law enforcement, all that stuff. Because, you know, they started back decades and stuff, and I wanted to hear a little bit of the history and stuff like that for the audience. Okay, um, that, that's a fun question for me because, so, um, when I first came on the set, um, and, you know, uh, fuck it, I'll say it like I mean it. Uh, so when I first came on the set, I did everything in the whole wide world wrong, wrong, and then twice again wrong, right? Because... I didn't know nothing. I didn't know nothing about motorcycle clubs. I went to a party one night with a bunch of bikers, and there was a bunch of guys with these things on the back of these vests, and they said, "Hey, this same for you. Get your ass over there." I said, "Well, why the hell is that?" That happened a couple of three more times, and I figured out those guys are called motorcycle clubs, and they get to do cool stuff, and girls talk to them, and they get the. I, I want to do that, so I said, "Shit, let me start a club." This is a lot of years ago. Let me start a club. I'll just go ahead and do that. In my first club, I kid you not, uh, and doggone Black Dragon, you're going to get a kick out of this. Never having seen the damn movie, uh, and in fact, I think it, the movie hadn't come out yet, but the club was called Biker Boys. No kidding. And, um, and then later on, folks kept making smoke jokes. I didn't know what the, I didn't understand what that meant. I, I didn't know what it meant. I was like, why the hell? Maybe I look like somebody that they think they know. There's a guy named Smoke that must look like me or something. But uh, anyway, so I did everything wrong, and uh, eventually I got approached by uh, by my uh, local uh, my local dominant, and they were like, "Man, at that point, I was on the set for two years, and I'd figured some stuff out." And flash forward, um, you know, I became kind of a big freaking deal in the uh, motorcycle community in, in in Florida and a few other states. You know, we had a few other chapters. It, it was real cool. Well. Um, I went on one of them state-sponsored vacations, if you know what I mean. So uh, when I came back, I was supposed to, you know, sit my ass down and be cool for a minute. So said the judge. So when it was time to come back, I noticed the damn set had changed. The the, the set meaning motorcycle community had changed a lot. And folks were like, man, you need to get back here because shit's gone crazy. So I said, okay, let me revisit this. So as I started looking around, and I knew about Outcast. And I started, yeah, well, geez, I don't know, because that might be, I might, too much attention, I don't know. Let me, so I looked at a lot of different things. And after a little bit, I realized, after I learned a little bit more about Outcasts and what they were actually achieving, I'm like, well, it makes no sense for me to do anything other than that. So when I became, when I went to Outcast and people used to kiss my ass 24-7, no matter where I was, with my old club or when I was a no, when I was not wearing a patch. When I came to Outcast. I was nobody fucking probate. I was probate whoever the fuck. Nobody cared. They were like, if you're a, if you're a probie, you're a probie. If you're not, then you're not. And they treated me just like everybody else, and I earned my shit. I earned my shit. So, um, so to answer the question, how did folks treat me? Well, I already had a, a, a substantial um, name for myself, so to speak, in the MC community for a long time before I came to Outcast. Uh, by coming to Outcast, that just absolutely, that was a cherry on top because now I wasn't just doggone bone. I was freaking big bone one percenter from Outcast. And it just gave me the opportunity to cre- create more 
of the advantages for the people in the MC community, uh, not just my club, but for a variety of different clubs. And I've been doing that, thank God, for for a minute. Um, but as far as the relationship with other clubs or how they saw me or this, that, and the other thing, um, I've gotten nothing but respect. Sometimes because you had to take it, sometimes because uh, your reputation precedes you, and sometimes because people just follow fucking protocol, which is what's supposed to happen. Um, but I can tell you the very first COC meeting that I went to, I was with my old club from way back when. And uh, there was a guy from a certain club that came up and said, who are you? I was a, at the time I was a state president for a, a 99 club, uh, Biker Boys, a, a state president for Biker Boys. And um, this guy came up and he said to me, what are you doing here? I don't think a person like you is supposed to be here and all of this kind of stuff. And I, I was kind of like, are you talking to me for sure? Are you talking to me? And some of the some of the one percenters that were there, uh, they dragged this fellow off and um, gave him a proper correction. And um, you know, when he got out of the hospital, no, I'm kidding. But uh, anyway, <laughs> but, uh, long story short, they corrected him, and I was like, "Hey, wait a minute! Now this this shit right here makes sense to me." And uh, and that was a lot of years ago. So the MC community, going back to um, going back to uh, Guru uh, Leather Guru. Um, the MC community, we police ourselves in that circumstance, and I could give you 50 other examples of that. But the thing is, you respect, you don't have to like the guy in that patch. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to like nothing about him. But on the set, we respect that patch. You respect from whence he comes. So that's not something I've had to deal with a lot. I mean, I've dealt with it, but not to the degree that a civilian might, might they not like what they might think. So my thing is, you know, it's it's been a fantastic experience getting here. I don't know if that's really what he was asking or what they were asking, but um, you know what? Uh, I got one. I got one more question, and it's a you know, it's a good one. Uh, kind of end a show on, if you ask me. This is for Shaggy, Bone, Dirty, and Tank. Do you get better pussy when you're in a club than you do independent? I'll answer that. I wouldn't know. I've been married almost 20 years. Uh, well, when I met my, I, I uh, when I come on a set uh, 20 years ago, um, I was uh, going through a divorce. I was on a road to die. I really didn't give two shits about nothing. So I joined a motorcycle club in the, in the hopes of, you know, living wild and free. And I didn't know I was going to uh, have a 20 year gap between me and the elders. And they took me under their wing and made me grow up and made me kind of the person I am today. It took them a long time, but they, they did it. Um, but uh, uh, I, I'm, one thing I can say about this lifestyle is, you know, you can be faithful. You can be true. You can be a, um, a loving husband. Uh, old ladies seem to witness a little too much at times. And then, you know, <laughs> when you get into the big picture of things, you've now become that. What your heathen yeah. brothers do? <laughs> your um, heathen when, brothers. You know, when, you're, when you're helping, you know, going, hey, man, that's fucking righteous. Uh, I guess I'll live vicariously through you. Um, you know, uh, um, I would say, uh, like I said the other day, it's all pink in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that Dirty and good. Tank. I know what's up with you BIC boys going to the strip club all the time. Uh, to answer the question, yes. <laughs> uh, and because, uh, you know, to keep, to keep it real, uh, I, I don't, but I could. 
It doesn't hurt to have a patch. That's right. It does not hurt. <laughs> you know, every every organization. Uh, 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 well, so was that Dirty that said that, Tank? What do you got to say? I've been married 28 years. You know, I love the woman. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, yeah, it makes it a hell of a lot easier to grease the slides. I could, but I don't. How's that? BD over here being BD being politically correct because he has T over there going to whoop his ass if he says the wrong thing. Tia, no. I saw her. She's standing right behind you. I just saw her. She's standing right behind you. Is that the young lady on the right hand side? The one thing none of you are seeing is the shotgun she's holding. I don't know why the hell Hollywood would ask that. As soon as his body drops. You know, the funny thing about it is. Uh, especially when I first got into it, th these guys would crack me up. These married guys, because um, I, I, it, it was a long time before I got um, um, uh, committed, as it were. And um, these guys would go home and say, oh, "You know, Black Dragon is so cool. He's got so many bitches. He's got a left and right and everywhere. I'm gonna go hang out with him tonight." No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Hey, be I'm my age. Black Dragon. No, you're not. <laughs> I said, like, why would you tell somebody that? Check this out. Be my age. And then, uh, you know, two years ago, uh, when I started prospecting for the invaders, um, I had a bunch of young, young, young guys that, you know, had four or five years already in the invaders. And, you know, being a pro prospect, you do what you're told. And, and I do the game. And I'm not a bar guy. I don't drink hardly anymore. I mean, the other night I was having some fun in the garage. But um, so I love being that prospect, standing there, buttoned up, glasses on, you know, hat down low, gloves on, ready to protect my you know future brothers. But all these bars, I guess after I became a dad, my son became an adult. The kids stayed kids, and I just got older. So all these young young things are running around. I'm not even interested in them. I look at them as kids, right? So I come home because as a prospect in a 1% club, you don't take your old lady nowhere with you. Mm -mm. You know, she's not allowed to go anywhere until after you patch. And then you, there's things right. then that she can't go to. So I'm in these bars and I come home and my old lady's like, Mom, you're out with this young guy or you're out with that young guy. And I'm going, look, I got no interest in them young, dumb, stupid bitches. I, I just don't want nothing to do with them. I got 100,000 problems to include already married to one as long as I am. I don't need this bullshit, man. Prospecting's already hard enough, you know. Uh, but it is comical, man. I mean, women ain't going to ever change that. Dude. When the married guy goes out with a, a young single cat, oh, we're all on the prowl. Man, it doesn't matter if we're not. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll say it like this. I'll say it like this. The, the affliction that I have is that my name is Big Bone. So I <laughs> get profiling. <laughs> I get it is. That's what I said. It's profiling. They keep, but they keep asking Not me that, that I I, Like, how come they call you that? So I get that. But uh, to answer the the uh, question of the caller, I will say, uh, um, I will plead the fifth protection on the fifth amendment. Here that I might incriminate myself. <laughs> and, and, and and I'm pretty sure somebody's a good shot. <laughs> yeah, just like Tia holding that shotgun right there. <laughs> Listen, guys, man. Uh, so it has been holy moly, uh, one hour and fifty-eight minutes, almost two freaking hours, and uh, 
uh, the time ab absolutely goes, uh, flies by when you're having fun, man. I just want to say thank you to uh, uh, Biker Lifestyle Podcast, uh, Dirty and Tank, man. We want you guys to please go over to Biker Lifestyle Podcast and, man, hit those guys with a whole bunch of likes and follows and hit the subscribe button and uh, also the notification bell. The You've got to hit all those things in order to follow because uh, YouTube won't allow you to follow the people you want to follow unless you just hit all the buttons. So like, subscribe, and notification bell for those guys. Uh, we appreciate you, man. We hope your show just really takes off. Uh, please, you know, you're welcome back here anytime you want to come. We're going to be doing this every every Sunday for a while. Uh, the Black Dragon uh, Roundtable uh, with myself, Hollywood, and Invader Shaggy. So uh, hopefully you guys come back. Big Bone One Percenter, you and I have so many things that we have planned yeah, to do. Definitely. I'm so proud of the work you've done i don't think people really thank understand you. thank you that you guys actually got governor ron DeSantis to sign a bill uh, into law that not only well this was already there not only gave uh, uh uh felons a right to vote but you didn't really touch on this that gives felons a right to uh or or, or ex-convicts or criminal whatever you want to call it the right yeah. to to get their lives back and be able to have guns and, and restoration and restoration yeah. and restore your life not be gone for the rest of your life so that's amazing man so man, thank good you. work that's coming from a biker man we do thank big you. things we do good things and we do awesome things and that's coming from a biker a one percenter that you guys always call all these uh i'm just so glad to bring you guys on here we have intelligent sounding men who are making uh stuff happen and i appreciate that Vader Shaggy, one percenter man, love you so much. Thank you, man. All the times we spent on the phone talk, I, I've I've talked with most of these guys hours and hours and hours, uh, and so it's good to have you guys on. So we're going to be doing this Sunday night. I'm um, just I'm just hoping Big Bone can get me a caramel curve over on this show, man. <laughs> hey, I know a guy. <laughs> we all know that one guy. <laughs> so look here, folks. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Anybody got any last final thing they want to say before we get the hell out of here? I do. Thank you, Big Bone, for coming on, man. It, it's uh, real good to hear that uh, you're part you. of the COC and, and, and pushing that stuff. You know, reach out to your, your, your fellow brothers there and, and, you know, make it happen across the nation. We all got to get together, every club. It doesn't matter the race. Thank we you, can't do this alone, man. And yeah, I'm happy. You, you know what? Talking. I'm happy as hell to have Dirty and Tank on from the Midwest, man. Rock and yeah. roll. Yeah, yeah. Yep, rock on. It's been a real yeah. honor to be on with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank all right, you. we're gonna do it again, guys. Appreciate you all. Love you all. Thanks for tuning Good in, night. folks. And get skinny. All right, man, that was the show right there. What did you guys think? You guys got to let me know in the comment section over on Discord. That is going to be every Sunday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. You got to hear from, you know, Big Bone 1% Outcast and uh, Invader Shaggy. You got to hear from uh, Tank and Dirty as well as BD. Uh, you know, I think this is really going to blow up for everybody. 
because this is what people need to see this is what people need to hear is the real deal stuff not all this bullshit that you hear from some of these other channels and stuff like that because it is kind of a just a joke it really is these guys have combined experiences in the decades in this lifestyle been around when it was tough been through the stuff that is tough and you're not seeing that from uh, these old other so-called uh, platforms uh, one of the things that uh, really upsets me is the fact that you do have a cop out there uh, giving advice on MC protocol and MC this, MC that, and all he did was infiltrate. That's kind of like that Steve Cook asshole. But uh, anyway, uh, I'll be on tomorrow morning with China Dow on the morning hoot i have to pick on her for a while but other than that uh eight o'clock a.m over on youtube we'll have the latest in biker news i am audi you guys have a good one thanks for watching the show it was awesome don't forget to spread the word on the new program on sundays my personal stuff will be on saturdays at seven now that i'm doing this with them you guys have a killer one Talk to you later.